Saint Brother Andre, the miracle worker of Montreal, healer, religious, doorkeeper, dreamer of dreams. As with many saints that Bob and Penny wrote about, when Blessed Andre died on January the 6th, 1937, the faithful had already proclaimed him a saint. In the case of Saint Andre of Mont Royal or Montreal, Canada, not only the citizens of that city, but indeed all of French Canada considered him a saint during his lifetime. There was an expression when circulated French Canada during the early 1900s when someone could not, when something could not be done. Hey, I'm not Brother Andre. I can't get it done. One of the resource books used for this life of Brother Andre is Brother Andre, Miracle Worker of Mont Royal. The title just about expresses what Brother Andre was and did. The Lord worked powerfully through him, and all was done through the intercession and to give honor to St. Joseph. The monument to St. Joseph, high on a hill overlooking all of Montreal, is a tribute from Brother Andre to St. Joseph, but we believe it's also a tribute from St. Joseph and our heavenly family, as well as the people of Montreal, to their own Brother Andre. No one wanted the humble doorkeeper forgotten, nor did they wish his memory to be romanticized or altered in any way. Therefore, for the eight years following his death, 49 of the most reliable witnesses were individually questioned regarding events surrounding Brother Andre's life. Everything was carefully taken down in shorthand so that the investigators could later read their answers and make sure their testimony had been accurately recorded. Having agreed that it had, they then signed documents swearing under oath that all they had testified was true. Over 3,000 pages of eyewitness testimony was accumulated, only to have Rome 25 years later in 1962 appoint other church officials in Montreal to, to conduct an inquiry delving more specifically into Brother Andre's life. This would result in 900 more pages by another 22 witnesses. You would be hard-pressed to find anyone in the church or in the world more documented or better known than the humble doorkeeper who founded St. Joseph's Oratory in Montreal. Alfred loved to pray from the time he was a little boy. He later spoke of those special moments when the family gathered to pray together, how he would sit close to his mother and finger the beads on her rosary as they recited the mysteries. The two people who meant so much to little Alfred were taken away from him at an early age. First, his father died in an accident, and then six years later, he's lost his mother to a dreaded, debilitating illness, tuberculosis. Family life as he knew it would never be the same. Alfred had no mother and father. He had his heavenly mother and father, Our Lady, and St. Joseph. Brother Andre never spoke of ecstasies, visions, or interlocutions. He called them dreams. Although he would later call this time in a foreign country away from all he knew and loved, his time in exile, he was not alone. His St. Joseph was with him. Brother Andre had a dream that he was working in a field. In his dream, he leaned tiredly on a rake and asked St. Joseph, Where shall I die? Before him, he saw a huge stone building unlike anything he'd ever seen. He never forgot this dream. Years later, when he entered Notre Dame College in Montreal, he recognized it as the building in his dream. Although he did not die there, 
he would spend 42 years of his life in this college as an instrument of God. As the doorkeeper for the College of Notre Dame in Montreal, Andre had many tasks, which he took very seriously, and he did them all faithfully, snatching precious moments during the day to pray. Although he was a man of prayer, he never neglected his assigned responsibilities. As a matter of fact, all the activities for which he became famous were done for the most part in his off-duty time as doorkeeper. His doorkeeper answered the doorbell and welcomed visitors. Part of his position involved looking for religious or students for whom the visitors had come. This gave him an opportunity to talk to them about Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And he was leading them to, as he was leading them to the parlor, besides being the porter of the door, another duty was to keep the parlor and the three corridors of the college neat and clean. In between all these loving tasks, he was the school barber. Andre loved his job, particularly because as he was cutting the brother's hair, he had a captive audience. He could lead them to a deeper understanding, consequently a more profound devotion to St. Joseph. He remembered always the words of the bishop about making the homage to St. Joseph well known. He also had chores outside the college. He was given the responsibility to go to town on different errands. One of them was picking up the mail. Another was driving to the students' homes on Saturday and doing their laundry. He considered all of these tasks very important, offering everything he did to the cause of St. Joseph. He prayed as he performed these tasks. As Andre went about his very duties, the townspeople got to know him. They started to tell him about people who were suffering with illnesses. He went to their homes, visited with them, prayed with them, and then rubbed the ailing person with some oil from the lamp which burned in front of St. Joseph's statue in the college chapel. Somehow the angel of mercy was able to do all this and not neglect his appointed duties. As Mother Angelica says, unless we're willing to do the ridiculous, God cannot do the miraculous. As the ill began to heal, the word spread. More and more people stopped him and asked him to go to a loved one who was ailing. They lovingly called him Good Brother Andre. He healed the sick. They told everyone he was a saint. To his dis deep dismay, Brother Andre constantly corrected them, insisting always that it was St. Joseph's intercession that the healings took place. This frail brother, whom his superiors thought would be a burden, did the much-needed work of ten religious. He was kept so busy he would sit off in a corner of the dining room, barely taking time to eat. It is miraculous in itself when you think how this man, who could just about eat a mouthful of food because he suffered terribly with pains in his stomach, could have all the energy he had, never complaining as he humbly and diligently went about doing his work. Pupils and parents alike soon discovered in this unaffected humble doorkeeper a man of deep faith, someone they could turn to, in a world where no one cared whether the most people lived or died. Brother Andre sat with them, listened to them, held their hands, and cried with them. With his openness and friendly, loving disposition, he touched many, and they opened up to him, sharing illnesses of mind, body, and spirit. He always consoled them by saying, I'll pray for you, which he did, and miracles started to happen. One day, while working in the infirmary, Brother Andre visited a boy who was burning up 
with an extremely high fever. He ordered him to get up. He said, you're in perfect health. Get up and go out and play. Although the boy was reluctant at first, he jumped up and went to join his classmates in the playground. College authorities were livid. They scolded, you have no right to interfere. The boy is ill. Andre gently implored them to have a doctor examine the boy. He would tell them, the boy was completely healed, he insisted. St. Joseph cured him. The superior became very upset with Andre and his claims of St. Joseph healing all the time. But when the doctor came and examined the student, he dismissed him with a clean bill of health. Cases of smallpox attacked students and religious alike in a neighboring school, Holy Cross College of St. Laurent. Many were dying. Brother Andre asked to minister to the sick. When he stepped into the firmary at Holy Cross, his heart went out to the sick and dying jammed into the room. He knelt down at the entrance and prayed for all he was worth to St. Joseph to relieve the sick. There was not one death recorded after that time. We could go on and on about the miraculous events credited to Brother Andre and still not be able to account for all of them. If you ever visit Montreal, you will certainly want to visit the magnificent Oratory of St. Joseph on Mount Royal and pray at the tomb of St. Brother Andre. Also, you may want to click the link below in the description for the life of St. Brother Andre. Thank you very much. Please load our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Here is how to download our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Simply, with your iPhone or Android device, go to the App Store, search for Bob and Penny Lord app, and download it. It's that simple. Here's what you can do with our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Number one, the, there's a link to our marketplaces, our websites, uh, our uh, blog, and this podcast. The second link is to our Bob and Penny Lord TV channel where you can access all of our videos as seen on EWTN, plus a whole lot more. Thank you very much.